We are, you are, listening to The Cylinder, a Goat Farm Arts Center podcast. I'm Karen Glass. I have a studio here at The Goat Farm. We make zero waste apparel, making clothes without any waste. I started this concept five years ago. I was doing an apparel line in Austria that was globally compliant with organic standards and socially compliant. And there were no waste compliance. There was no waste compliance. So I was also working with my ex-husband an organic farm and we had to be obsessively conscious of waste. I thought, well, how can I take this and put it into apparel making? My studio was on the farm at the time and I started looking through all my archives. I said, if I take all of this stuff that has only inspirational value and it's been used once or twice, let me take these bits and pieces and make them into garments. So that's how it started. My life changed, come up to Atlanta, no more farm in my life, didn't know what to do. And the goat farm's really inspiring. It helps you open your mind to a lot of really great possibilities and ideas. And it caused a really big shift in my life. And zero waste just became more and more important. And being conscientious about what I do has become really important. Uh, And I've been accountable. I've either made millions of clothes with my own hands I've been accountable to make millions of clothes that are in every aspect of a person's life, whether they're on the floor in their closet, or they're in a dumpster, or they're in a landfill somewhere. And that troubled me a bit. The more conscientious I became of my own personal contribution to life, I realized I needed to do something. I needed to balance it out. That's kind of where it came from. The garment process, it, it takes a very organic way of doing things, especially like the one that's on the mannequin there. You look at this old garment, you think, what am I going to do with this? But then a piece comes to you, and then another piece comes to you, and then it starts to come together. And it can be painstaking at first, but then you realize, okay, I got it. I'm moving in it. So that's one process, purely organic. Put this piece here, do this, change that, work that. And then you have a more classical approach, which is cut and sew. Cut and sew and apply. It's taking everything that we cut and applying it into the next garment or a garment after that. So right now we have on the table four pieces. And the original piece was a roll of obi paneling from, it was made in China, probably like 1930s circa. So this is the piece that I told you about that was the obi. This is a gold metallic and silk brocade. And it's in um, sections. There's a pattern and they're solid. So you would take the pattern and you would wrap, cut it and wrap it around your waist and the solid portions would be used for sleeves that were like tubes or the bottom part of the garment. 
We took it and we cut it, and then what was left, the cutout pieces, it was applied onto uh, some textile remnants, yard goods that I have in the studio, and made a second garment. And then the pieces that were left from that were put into a contemporary narrative, and they're being applied and stitched onto a third garment that's shorter garment. Well, you have everything from a scrap that's a half an inch like a little triangle that's a half an inch on one end to a point at the other end and the whole piece is an inch and a half long. Then you have another piece that has part of the brocade in it and the collar edge is cut out on one side. And then you have a couple other pieces that are triangles and squares that were left over. So we recreated some of the pattern and, and it's going to be embroidered in the, the background fabric in exactly the same pattern repeat that the original fabric was. And then the fourth one is a complementary piece that's using some of the techniques from the three pieces and we're building another story that will continue into the next story. So it's a process not only of using everything, right, but then it's a process of continuation as well in the different garments. And any thread cuttings, nothing goes on the floor. Any thread clippings or tiny little pieces that we just can't find a home for, actually they're going into paper. We're going to make paper out of them and we're considering using the paper in some way to tell the story or as a marking system on the garments. We virtually have no waste. Yeah. In the knitwear line, we've gotten it down to 0.05. And the only waste comes out of the back neckline. You know, we call it a center back drop. And those pieces, which are a little tiny sliver of a curve, they're going to be shipped back when the apparel shipped back. And it'll go either into um, some visual art pieces or it'll go into paper as well. I was young. I started sewing when I was really young. I don't know, maybe eight or nine. I was in college. I'd studied music, and I hated it. I hated the... Uh, it's strong. I, I, better, better said is that the culture didn't, didn't work for me. I didn't fit. I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. But I liked clothes. I liked being around clothes. And my mother was very stylish. And that same year, my dad died. And we were sitting out on the front porch, and I said, I don't know what to do, Ma. And she said, what about fashion design? I said, I don't know anything about it. But it stuck. And that very next year, I started just looking at it and trying to understand it and reading what I could at the time, because it was like 40 years ago. And um, the, my interest grew, and then I went to school for it. I went to a small, what would be considered a maker school in Cleveland, Ohio. It's now a, a full art college, but it was a storefront in Detroit Avenue. And that's where I learned, and then as soon as I got to school, started my own atelier and worked for 10 years on apparel making workshop. I became very curious about the industry. I'd never done any industry work. So I um, 
Saved up 10 grand and I moved to New York City. I got off the train and just start looking. I didn't, I'd never been to New York before. This was 85. Took me nine months to get a job. I had to go back home, make some more money and go back again because nobody would hire me. It was so clickish. The, the, um, the buzz phrase was, you don't have any 7th Avenue experience, I don't want to work with you. So I found somebody in the junior sportswear business. At that point, I was looking for anything. I went in actually looking for a job as a sample hen. And this guy said, you don't look like a sample hen. You look like a designer. And I said, you want to see my portfolio? <laughs> so he hired me on the spot. And at that time, junior sportswear was so happening in New York City. It was just an unbelievably happening market. You know, it was new and fresh, and it was driven by all the developing nations who were getting into the uh, textile business. And then it just went from there. I worked in Turkey while I was working in the junior sportswear business. And I got a job with a company that's in Florida who did most of their production in Turkey. And that brought me to Florida from, that actually brought me to Istanbul to live and make clothes there for a while and then to Florida into global production. So I was managing design and global production and then went into consulting, did that for 15 years, and now I'm here. I can't say enough about the goat farm because in a way, it came to me in a point in time in my life that I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. I was looking down on this, this side of town. I have a brother that lives in Duluth, and his, um, I'm kind of uh, connected to one of his boys. And um, he said, let me take you around over to the west side. I think it would be good for you. So I was looking over on Main Street. I walked into the Contemporary. I was looking for studio space there. And he said, you know, Aunt Karen, I, I know of a place someplace over here. It's like a farm or something. Let me see if I can find it again. And he did. There's no other place that you could do something like this. Even if I still had a studio in on my property somewhere in Florida, I couldn't do this. Because you get all this talented, creative um, energy. You know, it sounds kind of new age, but it's the truth. It just moves through everybody that comes here and works here or lives here. It's just a cool thing. I'm Karen Glass. I have a studio and we make zero waste apparel.